The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. But we don't show prep, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you know, I just barely make it's... it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you get to go. Back. We don't show. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. The Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Mercy, ha ha, it's the Six Red Cane Show, can't forget the name though, got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code, ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up, real port alive from the Hall Rock Stadium, ball 14 for the orange or green, you see the Six Red Champs, it's more than a dream, this is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards of hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad, the Six Red Cane Show, the Six Red Cane Show, Six rings can show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. How's it going, everyone? The uh, legendary Larry Bluestein is not here, but instead we have the uh, legendary hoodie girl, Melissa, as well as, you know, TJ, I feel like you and I always show up. You know, Jazz isn't here, Blue isn't here, but we we answer the bell. We do, and, you know, it's I, I hard just... it's hard being first string, but somebody's got to do it. Mel will get there, too, because she's yes. been, she's been yes. showing up as well. We, we have three different shades of green, too, for those that are doing the visual instead of the audio that I'll post later. Listen... So. As I as I told Vish off stream last night was a horrible night at work, and so this is like my most comfortable hoodie that I own. So I've just been chilling the whole day. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess the the good news is you know you're not at the game where it's like 150 degrees feels like, and people asking you why you're not wearing a hoodie. So <laughs> at least you can avoid that for a week. <laughs> I did have I did have a few people ask me why I wasn't wearing a hoodie at the last game, including when we were leaving the stadium. I had somebody ask me why I wasn't wearing a hoodie, but he was joking because I was like, "It's a hundred degrees." He's like, "No, no, no." But 
They do make I do like think there are people. Hoodies, so I, need to I think there are people that think you just are wearing a hoodie twenty four seven. Like there's no weather in which you won't wear a hoodie. My dedication to hoodies is is pretty strong, but I also live in Miami, Florida, so my dedication to not getting heat stroke is a little bit stronger. <laughs> That's fair. I was gonna say up here in New England, you can wear hoodies basically from January until April nowadays. Well, I mean, we are, me and Vish are going to the UNC game in October, so it's maybe, possibly, it'll be a little cooler, it's but not I'm cold, not going to get my hopes up. Although, Kane's Hoops College in December in at Barclays, <laughs> I can't, but Kane's Hoops at Barclays in December has yeah, has hoodies and lots of hoodies written all over it. That is going to be cold, yeah. 45 days. 45 days. Till Kane's hoops, yes, but tonight. Five days got... till Vish goes crazy covering football and basketball. <laughs> Men's and women's. Um, but today we actually have a game. Bethune Cookman's in town. Woo! Um, so we decided to not... schedule this on a Thursday. Yeah, which which was scheduled in the brief window where Ed Reed was the head coach of Bethune Cookman. Um, <laughs> and I guess they thought that would get eyeballs. I don't know, because usually Thursday games are bigger ones. But you know, this is the game we're playing. So I guess I'll start with you on this, Melissa. Um, so what? Obviously, we're going to win the game. So what are you looking to see the Canes do um, in, in this game? Like, what would you say? Uh, okay, that's a good, I'm looking good at, use of the game. I'm looking for them to just jump out early so we can get our freshmen and backups some time. I want to get our starters off the field as quickly as we can. And the. Yeah, go ahead, DJ. Okay, no, I I was just gonna say kind of what kind of what Melissa just said right there. Play a clean first half, so you don't have to worry about you know the second half necessarily. I mean, you don't want to come in with a mindset like that, but you this is also a game where you want to test your depth a little bit and see what you have because the ACC schedule is not going to be friendly coming up, and you know this is one of the only uh, remaining times where you kind of have. I don't want to say a gimme game, but an easier game on the schedule. And if this lines up, you know, the way we all want it to, hopefully Miami will be able to get some of their, uh, you know, backups in and things like that. Because, you know, the ACC schedule is going to be a gauntlet and I don't care. Yeah, there's, you know, North Carolina and Clemson and stuff like that. But, you know, when you have no bye week, <laughs> every game starts to become a gauntlet, especially as you get into the later part of the schedule. Yeah, this is kind of one of the last. I mean, next week is Temple, which I mean, should be yeah. straightforward. But that that's a that is a pretty big step up from what we're playing tonight. This is kind of your. That's why normally you open with a game like this. It's the game to work on things and get a lot of people playing time. And so, yeah, that that I think it's definitely what they'll be looking to do. Also, I think defensively, you know, did give up a lot of points last week. Now, two of them were short drives, but there are also some yardage given up. I'm sure there's some things they like to clean up, especially in the pass defense. Which you know, I don't think Bethune Cookman's really going to threaten our pass defense, but you know, it'd be nice to shut them out, to be honest, and like not let them score. So <laughs> I've set that lofty goal of zero points. That's what I want to see for the defense: do not let them score. To be well, also, I mean, we gave up some points. We gave up some points last week. I know two of them were short fields because of special teams errors, but also we started playing softer coverage in the second half to not give up the big play because A and M was trying to come back. So. Some of uh, some of that, some of those points in that yardage was in the fourth quarter when we were backing off a little bit. So I don't want to get it twisted saying our defense needs. You know, obviously there's always things to improve on, but our defense played pretty well. 
they, they played all right. Um, we scored 48 points, which is why we, I mean, 33 is enough to, again, there's a lot of caveats, like you said, but 33 is definitely mm -hmm. enough to lose the game. And they were driving again on the lot. We intercepted ball and last play of the game. Look at the goal line. So again, it's not like it was obviously a good enough performance. Um, and again, 14, the points are really caused by special teams of, but I'm sure the defense is like, all right, let's lock in this week and really shut them down because they should be able to. So that's, like I said, I'm setting that up. My assumption is we're going to have, we're, we're also going to have a few guys out. I mean, I, I don't think Cam's going to play. We had Mesidor, Nigelik, and Dean all get injured in the last game. I'm assuming they're not playing this week. So it's not like we're having our full yeah, starting Fletcher core, as well. But... Fletcher as well and offensively. Sure, yeah. But our, but our our depth on the D line is a bit smaller than our depth in the running back room. True, true. But I mean, again, this is Bethune. And and again, after this, we do get nine days off. So if anyone's even like borderline, you just give them that extra rest. Like you're not even going to think about playing them. So I think yeah, pretty sure. much. I, oh, and what's up to Daniel in the chat? Oh, yep. Daniel, what's going on? Hey, so, Daniel, how's it going? <laughs> From one right. game to another. <laughs> All right. Little, little, uh, little uh, topic change um, as we're about half an hour from kickoff here. Um, so Kane's got some news this evening. Um, some some good news. Uh, so Armando, massive, uh, massive, massive news. Massive Arma news. Armando Blunt, the five-star uh, defensive end, defensive lineman, uh, commits to Miami. Uh, DJ, why don't you give us number, a little rundown? Number two. Yeah, Go no, ahead, this Lord. is one of this is flatly one of the best players in the country. This is a caliber recruit. Yeah. It's been a while since we've gotten. Yeah, so, yeah, this is a huge one. Go for it, DJ. Yeah, top player in the state of Florida for the 25 class, had offers from Alabama, Florida, pretty much everybody. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, um, has tremendous athleticism. Um, he was a max prep sophomore All-America selection. He had 16 sacks in 11 games in 2022. I mean, when you look at some of the defensive line commitments that Miami already has for the 2022, 24 class whose names I am blanking on right now, but I know that they're good. Um, you know, the, Miami's really put an emphasis on the defensive line over the past couple classes, and Blount is certainly an impact player and a guy that will make, I'm not going to say will make an impact at Miami because you never know, but he has all the tools and traits in order to do so. And, you know, Again, Miami's made a big emphasis on the defensive line. These last couple of recruiting classes, um, Marquise Lightfoot was the name that I was thinking of, you know, him and a bunch of others. And now we have Armando Blount, and that's just another solid get for a defense that, you know, wants to get after the quarterback. And, you know, th this is a potential to be a cornerstone commit for the 2025 class early on. Yeah, and before I go to you, let's just a little bit more on, on kind of where he ranks. So Adam Lichtenstein from uh, the Sun Sentinel pointed this out, but this is the highest, if, assuming he actually cuts to campus and he stays with his commitment. Highest rated commit or, or recruit we've had since Kyle Wright. That's how long it's been since we've got wow. a player of this caliber. That is a... Uh, Hopefully yeah, it was Yeah, I mean, but look, we're talking about caliber of player, and I feel like with better. That, that was Kyra that was that tools. was my time at Miami. He had the tools. He had the tools. It was not 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 developed well. Um, but but yeah, that's the yeah. talent. That's been it's been twenty years because that was two thousand three that he committed. Let's not was let's not overlook what's what's happened at Miami since we've won this A and M game last weekend. 
this is now two blue chip recruits that we've recruited from the 25 class and Wade and Charles and now Armando Blunt. Um, and there's rumors that he may reclassify to 24. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that would be massive uh, for our D-line class coming in. Coming in, So, yeah, I mean, there's. Really I honestly, nothing... for when they when they started putting up the bat signal on on Twitter today, I thought it was going to be Tavion Galloway that was that was recruiting. Well, I messaged the chat. I'm like, I think Tavion Galloway is going to commit, and then all of a sudden, I saw the 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 post from Armando saying he's committed to Miami, and I was like, oh crap. <laughs> I mean, look, he spells his name Armando with an O in the middle. That's a cane all the way. You know, that is – we're getting back to our roots here. So, you also so. said something interesting, Vish. You said, you know, assuming he gets to campus, there's never a guarantee in recruiting nowadays. So, you know, I think, it, you know, recruiting's the wild, wild west, and Miami's done a good job of, you know, getting high-caliber players to come to campus. And not only that, but we've talked about, you know, on countless preseason shows before, the wins needed to come. And so far Miami is, you know, two and O and things are trending upwards in the right direction. And I think recruits are seeing that and responding to that. Yeah. And, and um, I think if you look at what we talked about, like Mario's a great recruiter, but you need the on field to back that up. So that's why it's imperative. You keep winning games. Cause as Melissa said, yeah. Texas A&M game, win a big game, national television ranked SEC team dominate them all this positive manager in the program now it's like i want to be a part of that now obviously we're not going to lose this week but you go lose and to just Georgia to, Tech or blow it or something and then, then all of a sudden flips back go ahead just just to follow what we said what i said before uh he mesador is in street clothes with a boot on his left foot and Nigel kelly is also in street clothes for warm-ups yeah and branson dean as well is in shorts oh. so he is not playing yep yeah yep. so i'm all, just all getting information off twitter I mean, I assumed that was what it was going to be because there's no reason to play them. Um, so, Akeem Mesuter, Nigel Kelly, Elijah, Trevante Citizen, Branson Dean are all in street clothes. No sight of Cam Kitchens or Mark Fletcher yet. I'm assuming yeah, neither Kinchins of them are not, playing it's, it's, either. I saw, I saw a tweet earlier that Kitchens was out, and I can't imagine Fletcher's playing. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't expect to see him until Georgia Tech. Yeah, I think, I think for, um, you know, it's kind of, I think those are the expected ones. We'll see who else is out. Um, if you're carrying any kind of like a, again, this is not the game to push and possibly like worsen an injury. Right. So, exactly. you know, in, in a situation where you would normally play, this might be one where you're like, eh, not worth it. Um, so there's probably some other players that we're expecting to see that didn't leave the last game that might, um, you know, played through, played through something there that yeah. you might give a rest. Some of those, some of so, those guys I don't expect to see. Georgia Tech. Yeah, save them for the tough ACC stretch. I, mean, uh, I think yeah. if they can play next week, you got. I play. mean, it's a road game. I understand Temple is is not is not a P five team, and they're not. Yeah, I don't see I don't team. see Cam playing until Georgia Tech. Just saying that. I, I don't know. Let's see what the medical. I wouldn't is. mind saving them until ACC play, but I also understand your point, Vish, as well. Well, it's it's a yeah. couple to get of that things. It's yeah. A, yeah, get the action is one of them. It's also like they're not look. We should, under no circumstances, lose the Temple. But that's not Bethune Cook. Bethune Cookman, you can literally just like, you could put Jakari Brown in direct snap to him, have him run up the middle and score 70 points and win this game. Like, that's how, like, against Temple, you do actually yeah. have to beat them. It's not going to be, it should not be a problem to do that. But if you start resting, like, are they better than players, Miami, Ohio? 
They're in the same uh, conference. I think Miami Ohio is supposed to be better, but um, again, they're not. They're up. They're in that same, you know, caliber. You wouldn't have said sit all these guys against mm-hmm. Miami Ohio. So I think, and this is on the road, inexplicably. Yeah. So other than making it easy for me to travel to the game, I don't Wait, know why they did that. But um, so that one, I think if guys can play, you gotta play them because then you got a bye week after that too. To DJ's other point. You know, if you sit someone out for Texas A&M all the way through the bye week, that's like a month without playing. You don't want to come yeah. out rusty against Georgia Tech either. So that's true. I think next week it's a straight evaluation. This week it's kind of like they have any kind of anything they're carrying, just sit them. There's no point in playing them. Because this is not going to, let's be real, this is not going to be a a work of art out there on a five-day rest coming off of a big game. <laughs> nope. This is going to be a little bit of an yeah. interesting, uh, interesting um, um, game out there today. So, all right, so we kind of covered what we'd like to see. Um, all right, I'm gonna do the corollary of that. What would have to happen for us to come outside of injuries? Because let's let's not even jinx that. Knock on wood. Wood table that works nice. Um, what would have to happen? Um, for you, and I'll throw this to you first, Melissa. What would have to happen for you to say, uh, we didn't really accomplish what we needed to today? Because we're gonna win, obviously. But I'd say giving up more than like ten points. And not scoring at least forty. Okay, that that's fair. So just to, to, to... just that just whatever came no, to no. my mind first there. I think we should score no, all it's the not, points, it's not... and I think our defense should take care. Of... Yeah, it's it's not an easy question to answer because at the end of the day, what do you want to you want to win the game, and we're going to yeah. do that. So it's like, okay, what what causes us to come out of a win saying that was not good? So just to keep in mind, the spread is fifty three and a half. <laughs> um, so. Melissa's target there of keep them at 10 or less and and, and score for at least 40 would actually be 20 points below the spread. So I think that was actually, I don't know, on intentionally Wait, what's or inadvertently, the spread? 53 and a half. Um, so I Is think you really, actually gave really? a, a, yeah, I think you gave an astute <sighs> answer actually though, because, okay. I mean, if so we keep our starters in for all four quarters. <laughs> I mean, we beat them Which by 57 last, last year, keep in mind. We beat them by 57. And, and a Gattis offense, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, there, so but I, I think your answer was kind of spot on. If you think the spread is accurate, so not covering the spread is. I not didn't know that was say, the okay. spread. I know that's why I say you almost inadvertently like kind of nailed it because okay, if we're you know if the spread's fifty and you win by thirty, that's probably good enough, whatever. But if you win by 20, 15, like then it starts and that's your, your ten and forty range kind of is thirty points. So I think that probably let's just say it. we only you, gave DJ? up three to my. Miami, Ohio. So, yep. Yeah, no, there. I mean, I get I, the one thing I kept, you know, if you have a bust on a play and someone takes it to the house, yeah, it happen. That's you could give up seven, but if they're driving the ball, like if they're actually getting yardage, that that's problematic. What about you, DJ? What? Well, go ahead, Melissa. Good. No, you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, Buffoon actually had the lead on us last year because they came out with the ball first and got a field goal. So That's at one right. point last year, we were losing to Bethune. Because I remember sitting in the stands being like, oh, look, we're losing to Bethune. <laughs> so go little, ahead, DJ. Little, little do we know that the MTSU PTSD was imminent. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not even talking about that. No, 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 no. Don't bring that up. Um, but for me, I think, um, you know, not I'm not I'm not going to go score, but not being consistent offensively, meaning not getting into a rhythm and you know, making things more difficult than we had to be. Last week, I thought Shannon Dawson and Tyler Van Dyke did a nice job collectively of moving the ball down the field. Van Dyke played great. 
Dawson, like I mentioned in the show on Monday, had some great play calls in the red zone, including a nice little motion play by Colby Young. So I think, you know, not seeing a consistent offense would be a cause for concern for me. I mean, Van Dyke had over a 72% completion percentage, I believe, last week. So, I mean, for me, it's not really about the score because, like you said, broken plays happen. But something that would worry me would just be inconsistency offensively and then defensively. You know, I don't see any reason why Miami shouldn't be able to dominate this team. But, I mean, if we see broken plays in the secondary... Yes, they happen, but if it happens consistently tonight, for example, that would be a cause of concern on my end, uh, on that side of the ball. Yeah, the, the other thing I would add to that, definitely like any kind of consistent mistakes, because actually that is how Bethune got 13 on yeah. us last year with some busted plays and all, and then that was something that we were played by the whole year. And obviously this time we've yeah. <laughs> already played well twice. So it's very – we've already played – I would say only the Georgia Tech gap, game last, last, um, last year was even – in the league of the two games we've already played this year. So we've already proven we're frankly playing better football than last year, but yeah, bus would be a concern. The other thing I, I would say is if we don't have the opportunity to get a lot of receivers to catch passes, I, I think that would be a missed opportunity. Cause I agree. Cause George young and Restrepo have caught basically all of the passes this year. Okay. If you look at Miami of Ohio and, and um, yeah, Texas Horford A&M. had that one beautiful touch. Yeah. yeah. Pass, he, but he, other he, than that, yeah, and then McCormick had one, and then even the same thing against Miami Ohio too. Those three guys were doing all of the heavy lifting, which is great because we have that. Harrell did have one catch. Tyler Harrell had one catch in the Miami Ohio game. Yeah, but I mean that's what I'm talking about. The other ones are putting up huge numbers. Yeah. Five plus catches for the other three in both games is is a lot of work being done there. So what what I'd like to see is you know hopefully we get up big, they can come off the field, and those backups can get a lot of reps and catch a lot of balls. Restrepo has yeah. 11 catches, Young has 10 catches, and George also has 11 catches. The next one closest to George is Horton with two, yeah. Yeah, Horton's got two. Is the next yeah, Horton's reference. got two, and then yeah. uh, below Horton, they they all have one reception, and that includes guys like McCormick, Riley Williams, Tyler Harrell. So. Which, in a way is, which in a way is a good thing, because we played two. Look, Miami, Ohio, obviously we dominated them as well, and, and we should, but they're a legitimate opponent. Right, they're 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 not a P five team, but they're they're a decent team. So you want your top receivers to play and make plays. So this is our first game where we're actually playing someone that's frankly a cupcake. So um, this is the time to rotate, get the some rotation going in yeah. case someone goes down with an injury. You know, someone else has been playing and and catching a lot of passes because it's actually I think it's helping our offense that those three guys have kind of taken those jobs. They're out there on pretty much every play. There can, there's consistency. And that's why they're so in sync with TVD as well. Like he's trusting them. You also and, and I think last year we yeah. over rotated. It was just constantly rotating new guys in, and well, there was and, never and that rhythm. Also, have to like if you go back, if you go back and watch the A and M game, I've watched it multiple times. Um, Colby Young coming back to the ball multiple times. Some of the catches that Restrepo has made, like the window that Tyler's throwing the ball into, like there can be no mistakes. And even though Jacoby had a drop and whatever, like Tyler threw across his body to Jacoby in the end zone, you know, Jacoby had to like kind of improvise because Tyler was running. Like the three of them, you can tell like he's earned Tyler's trust. They're doing all the right things and making all the right plays. And yards after the catch is ridiculous. Like we, I, I, I forget, someone said the numbers for our yards after the catch. I think it's like over 200 yards or something already for yards after the catch. 
Like they're they're breaking tackles and making plays. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. You also saw last year, and I hate to keep referring back to last year, but I think this is an important point kind of when when Restrepo went down, we had trouble moving the ball offensively and finding a go-to receiver until Young emerged later in the year. Now we have three, but if they're, you know, hopefully not, but it's football. If an injury were to occur, it's good to get, you know, some of the, I don't want to say lesser guys, but the ones who have produced less in, involved so there isn't as big a drop within the offensive scheme and things like that in, in theory. Yep, no, definitely. Hey, well, 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 hold on a second. So there's there's one woman and two males. So who's the other studettes? Because you pluralize both, man. So <laughs> I'm both. So I'm, see, a, I, I'm a studette and a stud. <laughs> but that doesn't solve the problem because there's two males. It doesn't. So I assume also, DJ and I were the studs. With jazz, <laughs> with jazz hat, I would also be remiss to say that Blue would be ecstatic that DJ has the fan on. That is a good point. That is a good point. You're you're gonna get some other kind of wind up there over the weekend, apparently. But uh, yeah, I know. uh, uh, The the bad kind of hurricane is coming to town for you. But um, yep. Um, yeah. No. Leave it to Mitch to get technical shocker. The bad kind of hurricane. It's it's what I do here, man. Are you new to the show? I feel like you've been on this panel quite a few times. Um. So the other thing I would say is I'd like to see uh, – I'm going to steal DJ's thunder here. I'd like to see the tight ends get more involved in the passing game. We have not really um, done a lot of that throwing to the tight end. This year McCormick okay. had one – had a big catch. It was big, but he had one catch. And I think it, I think we we threw one time to the tight end against my Ohio. So Feed that, the ball another, to the tight ends. Well, it's just I'd like to expand out the offense. Yeah. This is the opportunity to kind of work on some things. Yeah, absolutely. Davis has a nice group of names there for our, our, a possible DV class for 25. I wouldn't mind seeing them all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's not he's not asking. He's telling will be. So speak it speak it into existence. Yeah, he's he's, Any of he's, those he's names speaking it into existence for sure. Hey, listen, we got blunt. I'm, I'm if um if we get uh, Aiden Breland to commit, I mean Aiden Breland because we're in his top three. Yep. That would that would yeah. be insane. <laughs> I mean, just keep keep winning and look at doing it like we did on Saturday, and people are going to want to be part of this. It is. Yep. I keep going back to this. Mm-hmm. It is a cool brand, um, despite my efforts to make it less so. Um, it is a cool brand, right? I mean, people want to be part of of Miami. Like the U logo carries weight. Like they want to go up on TV and say they're from the U. Like nothing else is like that. It, as much as we're homers, that is a reality. Unfortunately, the football we've been playing has been making <laughs> business decisions. But now if they can think, now if they can see that next step and see, hey, I can be part of that, and we can win big there. That is a that that's a hard proposition to turn down. And so, like Melissa pointed out earlier, you win a big game, you start getting the the top end recruits now. The top end commits. And we have to keep it going. 
Yeah. Yeah, you, you go momentum. lose to Germany. Mario, yeah, go, go, Mario knows go. how to recruit. If we start yeah. winning, then he it, it's I mean, he's already good at it. I mean, we should be getting top five classes every year. So hopefully, hopefully we keep winning. We've got, you know, two games we should win and then a bye and then ACC scheduling. And I'm telling Never you, thought. if we look good against UNC, assuming we go into UNC undefeated, which we should. If we, we if we beat UNC and we look good versus UNC, I might start to get a little hype. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping. I'm keeping it tame for now. But if we beat UNC on the road, I'm gonna. I'm uh, my my Twitter uh, trash talk might go up. Might go up. I don't know if oh. I can do that. What do you mean up? <laughs> wow. my, most of uh, my trash talk is about hoops, though. That's yeah, true. I, mean... I don't trash talk a lot about football. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Good. I mean, but up kind of scares me. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Up uh, is, up is, up is, there's not a lot of white space up. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of white space up. So. <laughs> um, so I guess as we kind of near about 13 minutes to kick off, we'll probably wrap here in about five to 10 minutes. Um, is there, what else, was there something else ga- today's game you're looking to see that, that we might not have talked about? Um, we kind of covered offense and defense. And so we kind of hit a lot of it. What about, I mean, I mean, it goes without saying, don't want to give up anything in the special teams, especially last week was hit and miss. Obviously, Brichard's um, return. Brichard saved it. <laughs> yeah, but the rest of the special teams was not oh. good. We even we even missed a field goal. So, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't our best. It was a 53-yarder. It was a 53-yarder. Oh, I mean, I'm not, I'm give not, four guys a break. I'm not killing the kid for it. That's why I said even. Because like it's shocking when he misses. Yeah. Um, but if you're, um... <laughs> wow, you know this could be read multiple ways, Al, and uh, and uh, I'm choosing to take offense. <laughs> I'm going to take the high road, especially uh, on this one. Not that we don't love Melissa, but that's that 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 Class hurts. Up your show. That hurts. I, I think. I, also, I think you're misreading. I think it's Jazz's absence. Hopefully, he's still watching. That's causing the class to go up. So. I mean, I mean, let's be. Let's no, be I, I think it's. I think it's Blue's absence that's causing the class to go down. <laughs> I mean, we we literally landed like the top recruit we have in twenty years, and Blue has is watching high school football right now, so he cannot be on the show, unfortunately. I know, right? So, People probably came time, onto this hoping for Blue's analysis. A time, time, know, time but... to shine for him, but yeah. So we I did have, ask yeah, Blue so... in the chat if he could give me. If he could give me a cheat sheet, but he he didn't respond because he's busy. No, he, actually he's got today. yeah yeah. There's there's a there's a uh, Thursday's a, a big. They moved a lot of the games to today because the Jewish holiday tomorrow as well. So there's just a lot of football going on. Um and so yeah, Blue is Blue is occupied with one of his seven other jobs um <laughs> tonight. So this is the this is the crew that you will get. Um, I will say any, any last things. Go ahead, DJ. I will say that last week we only rushed for seventy seven yards. On 24 carries. Now that was a, you know, I, that that was a solid defense. But I'd love to see, you know, the running game get kind of going. Maybe 95 ish yards. Parish led all running backs with 50 yards, and so, you know, there was a little bit, you know, of stalling in the running game. Granted, the passing attack obviously made up for it, <laughs> 374 yards. But I'd love to see the running game kind of get going, and you know, using that stable of backs to really kind of control the clock and you know get more reps in before the ACC gauntlet. I think I think you will 
I think it's more of just Dossie taking what the defense is giving. Yeah. If you look at the Miami-Ohio game, we ran a ton because they were playing back and coverage a lot and weren't stacking the box, whereas A&M was playing to stop the run based off what they saw against Miami-Ohio, right. and we we went vertical. So I think we've shown that we can do both. Um, and if they're going to – I mean, if TVD had all that time last game to throw, my only assumption is he's probably going to have more time, so why not air it out? But again. And we I, have a stable of running backs, so I can definitely see us running the ball a lot too. It's <laughs> nice. I, 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 think, I, think, I think we will. We will probably look to run the ball and keep it simple. Because if you look at Miami of Ohio, yeah, that's what we did. We intentionally kind of didn't open the playbook up, and I can't imagine we're going to sit here. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we could throw a touchdown every play, regardless of what the coverage is, by just sending one of our faster players running deep and run past them. I don't you know if that's doing anyone any I, good. I would um, love, I would love to see a, a, a speed package where you just throw like Char, uh, uh, Chris Johnson, Tyler Harrell, Ray Ray Joseph, Rashard Smith, just throw them all on the field and see, and just run all go routes and see what happens. It's <laughs> nice to have a coordinator that will actually make adjustments and game plan according to. Uh... The, the uh, weaknesses really, of defense. That, that <laughs> George motion play in the red zone, yep. I swear I almost shed a tear watching how beautiful, like to watch a functional red zone offense. It was such a beautiful, and then apparently it was Coach Mirabal's idea to run that play from what I was reading because they apparently ran that in or- at Oregon. In yeah, there's clips on, on Twitter if you look of them running. It's the exact identical yeah, yeah. play. Yeah, they'd run it and they ran it at uh, Oregon. A um, couple other things. It looks but like it was ran perfectly. Yep. No, it was, it was a walk-in. Anytime you can walk into the end zone, you know you execute it well. A um, couple other things. So yeah. it looks like, and I, I wasn't expecting him to play, but Trevante Citizen also confirmed out. Um, so you mentioned Chris Johnson. There there might, like, you can play four games and still redshirt. So, you know, this might be a game where he gets the ball, yeah. so he gets out there and plays because um, I was just you, you getting the that notification here. that Coop's stream is starting. If anybody wants to watch uh, a good in-game stream, Check out Coach. And Cooper. then um and then uh Chalupa Batman and and, and John from Cafecito and Canes have a halftime. No, and Canes is doing a halftime. And then we'll be back for yep. post. Well, yeah, me we'll and Vish post will. Game, so. uh, DJ, are you? I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it post, post game, but potentially potentially DJ. Potentially we'll be back DJ. on Monday for sure. Yeah. I don't know about post game. Yeah, potentially DJ post game definitely. I will I'll I will not here. be back on Monday. I will be at work on Monday, but Again, having five people all in the stream at once is a lot of people. So I pick my spots wisely when I come on. <laughs> it is a lot of people. You don't realize yeah. it until. But but next next week it as is. we kind of wrap I, up. I here. only wanted to I wanted to come on because we won and I was super hyped. But I generally only come on when when the guys are missing people because it's too many. No, people. it's great to have you on. It's just like you're like wow. Now there's five people in here. There's a lot of voices in here. Like you it's don't realize it. Until... It's a lot. <laughs> and honestly, everybody wants to listen to Blue anyway. So. <laughs> I mean, I talk over everyone and don't give a crap. So that's my move. So there can be 20 people on the stream. I'm getting in there. <laughs> so, anyway, as we kind of go to wrap up, yeah, so check it. We'll be back post game. I'll post the link. Um, it's already posted on Twitter several times, but it's set for 1030, assuming the game takes about three hours, but we'll go up kind of right after the game ends, whenever that is. Um, and then next week, Buckets is coming back. We finally like have a midweek clear, so stay tuned for that. Matt, listen, I'll be on Buckets. Lots to talk about. With yeah, there are, just talk about Lots killing it talk recruiting. About. Talk about killing it recruiting. Coach L is I'm doing stuff you. there. Um, Let's go. And, and so, yeah, All right. so I'm going to go hit up Coach Coop's stream and watch the game. Yes. What about so, peace out, y'all. Do we do that or no? Go Canes. What's, what's up? Sorry? Score a lot to a little. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll go with that. A lot to a little. All right. So everyone stay a tuned. A lot for, to a little. Yeah, we got that. All right. Stay tuned for uh for post game <laughs> after the game and then go canes. Go canes. The six rig cane show. The six rig cane show. The six rings cane show. <laughs> you know. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.